Fierce Fan Media. Good evening, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the weekly wind down. As of right now, it's just two of us. We'll see if two more show up. It's Listen, the cool two, though. We're, we're like we're the real loosey goosey, apparently, with timetables around here. Not me. I'm I know. here. We're always and on I'm time. Clear. Hey, whoa, shit. I just almost. I am Jackie D, the literary lesbian. I'm Aaron, the geeky oh, gal pal. I think it's stop. We got a, we got a child. We got a wild child. What do you want to show her? We're recording. What do you want to show her? Oh, I love it. Yeah, that's amazing. Good job. She said that's amazing. Good job. Okay, come on. Why, okay. why can't I hear? Because I have my headphones plugged in. <laughs> you have to restart. Come on, Mike. Mm -hmm. ah, okay, tonight. <laughs> I'm leaving it in. I don't care. Uh, is this going to say you need my weed pen? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I'm drinking uh, Chardonnay from McGrail. Um, I don't normally drink white wine, but um i don't get like as tipsy from it so because i have to get up at like 3 45 tomorrow morning um that's what i'm drinking tonight that's very very i did we have that chardonnay when i was there because i feel mm -hmm. like i remember a really good chardonnay yeah it's okay. really good i like i yeah. just i'm not a big chardonnay person but it's good for yeah. Chardonnay. i remember you saying that what lincoln do you know where, where, where the remote is do I know where the remote is? Yeah. <laughs> Shut the door. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm not drinking tonight. Obviously. Yeah, I'm smoking. I drank way too much when I was in Indiana. Way for, too much. For the, uh, the year-long wedding? Oh, my God. It's over. I know. Yay! I know. You were on last week. You talked oh. about it. Last week I did? No, I wasn't on last week. The week before. Oh, yeah, the week before. Yeah. Longest we wedding ever. But it's over. And it went really well. So that's Good. cool. Yeah. So this week, um, I listened on my drive back and forth to work to Casey Hutchinson's book, Enough. Have you heard of it? No. Okay. So she was the... Um, trump staffer that testified in the january 6th hearings oh yes okay yes. yeah all right okay so i listened to that and i have a few thoughts on it do you want to talk about it yeah okay. i would love to so number one she was like 20 years old so she was about 20 years old when she got internships like working on the hill um she worked for a few different uh she worked for steve scalise at the house and then she in and by work, I meant she interned while she was in college, Steve Scalise, and then um, then for Ted Cruz. And then then she got a full-time job um, with OLA, which is like the Office of Legislative Affairs. And it's like the liaison between the House and the White House. Okay. And then from there, she got promoted to work in the White House for Donald Trump. Um, I wasn't... I had a few takeaways. Number one, she makes it very clear that like, I was impressed with her honesty and like, I don't want to call it shame. Her regret, her, 
willingness to accept the like parts that she played and kind of like this being bamboozled by Trump, I guess is the better way to put right. it. But I was trying to keep in mind while I was listening to it. Cause I'm like, how did you not see this as a giant red flag? She was 20 years old. Like right. she was 20 to 23 when all this took place like that. I could have probably been talked into a lot of things <laughs> from 20 to 23. Well, and I think if you're so driven to, to be something in politics at that age, yeah. Sometimes I feel like you probably take a lot. Yeah. Just like take you take things because you think they're going to get you somewhere and sometimes you do it with blind faith. <laughs> yeah, well, and she talks she talks about um she really did put her blinders on and hindsight's always 2020 and looking back now like the red flags had been there all along. But what I liked about this book was she tells it entirely from her perspective and uh, her perspective is a relatively like normal person. So there's not a lot of political lingo in there. There's not a lot of like mm -hmm. um, highbrow concepts. It's very much written for a person who is not familiar with the inner workings of Washington DC to understand like what happened during that time period. Right. Um, she also, so the book starts out in like her childhood pretty much because I understood what she was doing. She was trying to like paint a picture of how she ended up where she ended up and kind of why she's a Republican because I heard her on an interview on um, Pod Save America today talking mm -hmm. about as a Republican who kind of steps out of the fray, you're kind of damned if you're doing damned if you don't. You're damned if you do because even if you step out and you like say Trump should absolutely not be elected, reelected and like he's, you know, horrible, blah, blah, blah. The, the Democrats barrage you for not coming to that realization sooner and being an idiot forever working for them and the right completely cuts you off so you're right. in kind of like this nowhere land of like where am i supposed to go listen and i'm not defending her decisions or whatever i'm just saying what she said like right wrong right. however you feel about it but so she tells the story of like kind of how she grew up and who her parents were but it was really interesting because her dad He's an interesting character in the book because he's a little bit um, mentally unstable. Okay. And you can see as a kid, she does a lot of work to help her mom hold that together. And she never makes this inference, but it's pretty easy to tell. There's a lot of, it's why she was able to like look past and hold it together around Trump for so long. Because there was okay. a lot of the same mindset surrounding yeah. like, taking care of a, a parent who demands loyalty and makes you feel guilty and like never really allows you to grow up. Like you're kind of the parent yeah. from a very young age with them. So I think yeah. it's one of the reasons she probably lasts in the white house as long as she did. Ultimately I was impressed with her, even though you can tell through the whole thing, she was so desperately seeking affirmation and like someone telling her that she was doing a good job. You almost felt sorry for her because she was like, so ripe oh. to be taken advantage of, I guess is what I got right. from it, especially at that age. Um, yeah. All of that out of the way, I did genuinely like, like her, I guess like she came off as relatable and believable and honest and forthcoming. And like all of those things are true. And also that place was a shit show, man. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> wild. And Trump is absolutely complicit in the January 6th insurrection. And he should absolutely be put in jail. And like every single person who was in there several nights before plotting America's demise should rot in jail alongside him. Like 
Yeah. It's it was just so basically she laid it all out there. Yeah. Oh man, I gotta I gotta listen or read this, man. Mm-hmm. This sounds great. Yeah, and I mean she's she says like I knew I was privy to a lot of things. I wasn't privy to everything. Like she wasn't in the oval yeah. while they were talking. So she doesn't give any insight into that. She she truly right. she doesn't make any inferences. She doesn't try to make things up that she wasn't there for. She truly gives like this is her account of what happens, not she's not making stuff up as she goes along. You know, like the whole thing's right. told from her perspective, which is fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating. Yeah. So it was yeah. a really good book. I know people have a lot of mixed feelings about her. Um, it makes me kind of sad to see like, like I was reading um, the Positive America t- TikTok came up on my feed last night and I saw that they had interviewed her and I was like, oh, I'm. I'm is it the one where her. he asked? Does yeah. he, is it the one, the clip where he says like, would you rather, would you vote yeah. for Biden or Trump? That's yeah, Cassie okay. Hutchinson. Because I saw that clip and I didn't realize that was her. Okay, yeah. cool. So I was reading the comments and it was like, oh, it's such a waste of time to even talk to her, like blah, blah, blah. And I, I'm like, damn, she's right though. She's right. There's no, we keep saying like, why don't more Republicans stand up to this and say like, Trump is wrong, you know, blah, blah, blah. but we're not leaving them a place to go to because she says over, right. she's fundamentally a Republican, even though she identifies as not part of maga or trump or anything like that she very much feels like she's in the party of Mitt romney and like a more old school conservative values type of thing but where does that leave her right because it's not with us it's not with democrats then it's not with republicans right now no it's not and that's where i always think like there should be a third party that splits off but like so many people are so afraid to leave because there's, it's still such a big swath of America, you know, like. Well, and like, I'm not advocating that that Democrats like forego their beliefs to allow people like with her beliefs a place in the Democratic Party. Oh, like, yeah, I'm not, no. I'm not saying that. No. I, I had empathy for her because I would imagine right. that she feels pretty lost right now, and a lot of people in her situation right. probably do. And because there's no viable option for them to go to, they stick with what they know. It's easier to stay quiet and not say anything, even though you may not agree, than to argue and lose your home. Right. Because there are still some things they agree with, right? Like mm-hmm. they still, you know, small government and, you know, taxing, you know, not taxing the rich and da 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 da, conservative values, you know, pro, pro women anti-women's rights you know um no i mean i per her her viewpoint on it i don't i'm not speaking for all of the republicans that exist or that would like to exist in like this third party um it's more of like that's none of our business why are we getting involved in that kind of thing like she's not speaking out like she's not saying she's pro-life she's saying it's none of my business like she wants yeah. a small enough government that the government shouldn't be getting involved with that at all. So right. it's a, right. it, it was a, it was a really good book. I got through it in five days. Cause I think it's like 11 hours or something on audio. So well, I'm in the car for like two hours and 20 minutes a day, two and a half. No, I'm a just, that's a, that's a long audio book. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> She's got a lot to well, say. I'll have to, I'll have to download it because I'm, I would, I would be very interested to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And you said you listened to the Pod Save America podcast then too? I did. Yeah, I with listened her to that today. Mm-hmm. Was it a good interview with her? Yeah, you could tell that she was treading lightly. I mean, she knows she's coming on like a real liberal podcast, so she knows who's listening. Mm-hmm. So she kept like, I wish she hadn't spent so much time clarifying like she was real careful about how she worded things because she, you could tell she wasn't trying to offend any of the listeners or like piss off any of the listeners. And listen, I don't know if that's to sell books or because she genuinely isn't trying to piss off. any of the listeners. I'm I'm not in her head. I don't know. But she spent a lot of time like defending herself, which I don't know. I felt like that was, I I just don't like, I don't like here. You did it. You're here to talk about it. You're here to talk about what you learned from it. You don't have to keep defending it. And, but to me, because I, I had read the book, it, it read very much to me, that little girl who's constantly seeking approval and like pats on the back and like, you're good enough. And you know, you're, you're okay. And like, that's, she's still kind of that scared little girl. And I don't know. Part of me just like, I have a lot of empathy for her. She's, she's in a tough spot. She's in a real tough spot. And she didn't have to come forward. It would have been easier for her to stay quiet and to never say anything. And, you know, but she did what she thought was morally the right thing to do and, and what she thought would help prevent fascism taking over America. Yeah. So whether or not it, it's I have a lot of respect for too that. late in some people's heads or whatever, like. Right. Well, like the same when we, like, I have a lot of respect for that. And I had a lot of, you know, a lot of respect for, um, McCain, what was her name? Megan McCain? You know what I mean. Megan no, McCain. not Megan. Liz Cheney? Who am I talking about? Liz yes. Cheney. I was like, some Republican's daughter. She plays a <laughs> she plays a big part of this book as like a mentor to her. Yeah, like, and I would don't agree with anything that mm-hmm. Liz Cheney is like believes in, but like ultimately she takes her political career. Right. I respect the fuck out of her because she refused to align with, with fascists, with anti-democratic assholes. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and here's the thing too. It's a big person to stand up to a bully. I want to live in a place where we aren't so far gone and aren't, aren't so far in like our own tribes that we can't still acknowledge and give respect to people that did the right thing even right. if we don't agree with other things that they have done because right. Liz Cheney gave yeah. up her career to do the right thing. Like she was ousted, she was primary she's been, you know, kicked out of the Republican yeah. party. So right. like we have to allow some space for people like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's where, that's where like the whole thing comes in where you know that the people that boot out somebody like that, that, they're they're the ones that are brainwashed. They're the ones that are in that cult because, you know, they always throw that back at us, right? Like when, like, oh, you guys love Biden so much, blah, blah, blah. What if he, what if he did this? Like, okay, if he did something bad, then we want him to be investigated. Like we didn't, we don't, we're, we're not blindly following this asshole into the, you know, into the lava pit, you right. know? And that's where I think, that's that's what happens and then these fuckers boot out people that have morals that want to see what the actual republican party stands for flourish and doesn't happen because they're a bunch of fucking dicks yeah if if biden Ugh. tried to stage a coup 
then fucking get him a jail cell right next to Trump. Like, I don't give right, a shit. Right, <laughs> I right. I don't care. Like, Play right. stupid games, win He's stupid prizes. Like, heck yes. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, yeah, whoa. I have zero, like, I think, and I think Joe Biden has done a good job as president. And I like Joe Biden, but I don't worship him. Right. And if you find out today that he did something wrong, you'd want him to be fucking investigated. 100%. Like, yeah, that's where I just don't understand fucking people sometimes, man. Well, even there's everybody knows this. There's not a single celebrity that I adore more than Taylor Swift. If I found out that she right. was accused of like sexual assault against like a young boy, I'd say investigator. Put right. her in fucking jail. Well, like I don't have that much allegiance to fucking anyone. <laughs> well, I mean, even when she was dating Maddie Healy, we were like, Yeah. What how do we what do we I don't I don't like this. Like, it took us a minute, like, to, uh, even now. All right. I'm just All right, Let's not go down that rabbit hole. I don't I didn't hear a word uh, you just said. Oh, I said, I don't think we should go down that path, Jackie. No, no we shouldn't. What do you think we of uh, Kevin McCarthy? Kevin McCarthy getting ousted? Fucking bye. Although it is a little scary, but like, I mean, he knew that was going to happen, right? He knew that was going to happen. He made that fucking deal. Bro, like, what are you doing? What do you think of them trying to blame the Democrats now for not saving him? Fuck them. What the fuck? We're supposed to save him? Fuck you, Kevin. (laughs) Fucking piece of shit. Like, are you joking? Like, what kind of person? That's like... What it's like Darth Vader being mad, at, you know, at fucking Luke if he wouldn't have saved him. Like, yeah, no shit, you tried to kill him, you fucking dick. Shut up, fucking yeah. Kevin McCarthy. He can kiss my ass. Yeah. What a dick. Yeah, it's. I mean, listen, it's kind of fun watching the Republican Party like eat itself like this. They've been doing it for 100%. years. It's it's brings me like. I don't want to say it's joy, lovely. but it makes me chuckle. I'm just like, these bows. It makes me definitely chuckle. When that came across <laughs> my feed, it was like, a, it was like the, the mean girls meme. And it was like, you know, <laughs> oh my God, I love that one. It's, yeah. so, <laughs> it's October 3rd. I was like, that is fucking hysterical. Hysterical. It's God, so the good. internet has some funny fucking people in it. It really does. Oh, oh my God, I'm that just, mean girls one is just chef's kiss. It's, like, it's, chef's right? kiss. It's like, all right. <laughs> All right, whoever made this is fucking top notch. Me and they were maker, on it too. They were like right. Oh, I wonder if they had yeah. it ready to go, just like second. just in the in the chamber. Right. Like, yeah, they were like, wouldn't this be funny if we just had this ready? Yeah, like, but seriously, how as, as Kevin McCarthy, like, how do you make this deal all these months ago, like, and then act completely surprised when it fucking happened? Like, what? What are you thinking? Like, what is he thinking? What was he thinking? Probably not. No, I mean, <clears throat> he he was he didn't have a lot of good options, right? Like, not a single you know, one. Either he shuts down the government, and they could have very well still ousted him, or mm-hmm. he keeps the government open and hopes that he gets that a few Democrats side with him. And you know what? There could have been an argument made for Democrats to side with him had he not been holding his foot on their neck this whole time and lying to them and making promises he couldn't keep and you know he tried to hold the vote without them there and then they all had to come back and like it it wasn't like he had like an honest upfront conversation with them and 
explain what he was trying to do. He was trying to have his cake and eat it too. And this is what happens to you. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame a single right. Democrat for voting him out of office. Like, why wouldn't they? Right. Well, Mike, you, you're not out of office. T- sorry. Out of speakership. Yeah. Like, so you're, you're in talks to possibly start impeachment process right. on Biden too. Like, no, he's already, they, they're trying to impeach him. Yeah. It's like, so what, what do you, what, like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. do you really think that the Democrats are like, sure, let's save you. Right. Like, fuck you, dude. Right. Oh, God. Yeah. I just don't. It's just it's just so interesting to me, like how dumb some people are. Like, they literally don't think like, oh, OK, so I've done all this negative stuff. Like, it's not going to look good. And then I'm going to ask the people that I did this negative stuff to to vote for me. <laughs> well, I think the okay, idea, Trump. I think what probably crossed his mind as someone who is in a desperate situation was, will they keep me because the looming of the unknown is scarier to them jim jordan is worse than me right like do they really want him right. in here like do they really want a right. puppet of the chaos caucus matt gates marjorie taylor green like whoever so i think i don't think he thought oh they'll do it because they like me i think he thought maybe they'll do it because i'm better than the alternative is he though it's going to be real hard for them to get even someone else in there because now you have all these other Republicans pissed off that he was ousted. And now the, you think they're going to fucking vote for one of these boneheads that Matt Gates puts up? Like, get out of here. They're trying to get Trump in there as Speaker of the House. Yeah, what is that even about? I don't know. They, it's just like the funniest fucking party in America. Like, what is happening? What is happening? They're the dog that caught the car. No bullshit. They're the dog that caught the car. They don't know what to do with themselves. (laughs) Like, they're just like, oh, shit. And what's funny is they're wasting a a tremendous amount of time on this nonsense With when you have, like, an election coming up and you're trying to impeach a president and, like, you have a presidential election starting. I mean, it's kind of already started, but no bullshit. In, like, six months, they start hardcore campaigning. And you doofuses are getting ready your speaker of the house and shit because he pissed <laughs> right. in your cornflakes. Like the first thing I thought when I heard that, I'm, I, I'm just like, Matt Gates is such a baby. Like he's I such a little Matt baby. Gates. Like, right? I'm going to take my ball and go home because you decided that the military and government workers should keep getting paid. Like, get out of here. Right? What a it's fucking wild. dick wad. Mm-hmm. Matt Gates is probably like one of the worst, like, Human examples for a human being in the history of the world oh like have what? you seen early pictures of him before he got his teeth fixed oh god everyone do really yourself looks, a favor and look it up it looks like he literally like could have ate corn through like a fence like he just is a horrible oh he's so yeah. gross he's just gross and there's talks down here that he's gonna run for governor didn't Ron DeSantis when, change whatever, the laws down there? Well, whatever happens with, you know, like if Ron DeSantis were to ha- happen to get to, which we all know he won't, because the fucking heel boots. Did you see those boots that he had on? I'm not paying fucking attention Ron to Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis is the fucking dumbest looking motherfucker next to Matt Gates. Like, they just, oh my God. Like, he had on, like, Boots with like a giant heel, like <laughs> they're like a kitten heel. Ugh. Like, like Trumpers, cowboy boots. Trumpers lips too. I know, but it was like cowboy boots with a kitten heel. 
like oh, it wasn't it wasn't like nice easy to hide it's like it's, I, I can't even I gotta find a picture because it literally made me like almost pee my pants I was laughing so hard oh on. my god it what was, are you guys doing down there man you just like, I don't even the know. worst people uh, thank god I he's not know. more charismatic though I, because right? here's what I, Matt, so Ron DeSantis used to terrify the shit out of me because he was charismatic, but I realized he's only charismatic to like when he's playing off Floridians. Floridians, yeah. When he has yeah, to go not... up against other people, he's like a fucking pod person. Yeah. <laughs> when he was grinding his teeth in that one picture, oh I was God. like, this motherfucking coke head. He looked like I, a coke head. I like when he tries to like, when he remembers that like his debate prep told him to smile. So he gives one of those like, like fake person smiles and then it's like it slowly fades like i just can't he's just awful i just he's awful. whatever i'm just i'm really happy like you said that he's not more charismatic to the rest of the nation yeah Ugh. yeah because could we you really imagine if he him. had trump's charisma because he's so much smarter ah. than trump like yeah the good thing about trump is that even if he well, listen, if he got in office again, he would just use it as a tactic to, like, destroy people that he felt wronged by. But right. he has no right. policy positions. He can't, like, get anything done. He's a fucking idiot. If he was any fucking smarter, idiot. any smarter, we'd be in a shit ton of trouble. Right. More than we are right it's now. Good. It's good that all these dumb fucking Republicans... Well, smart Republicans are ugly and not charismatic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or they're ugly and dumb. Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, he's Trump's calling now to eliminate the Constitution and enact martial law. Like, it's... Yeah, isn't that fucking nuts? Yeah. Like, what? And people want this. Like, don't they understand that he would turn on them in a heartbeat? They don't. They don't understand that. But they want it because it's their side. They'd be instituting the the ideals that they want. If it was the other side doing it, they'd be outraged and justifiably so. Where I don't think either side should be doing it. That's not how no, democracy agreed. works. We function better no. when we have a gas and a brake pedal. Like right, right. We just do. Not just a, not just a fucking gas pedal that got fucking pressed down and. I don't even know them. what I don't know what they are. I don't know if they're like a. What would be a good analogy for the fucking Republican Party in a car? It's definitely a clown car. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's got like a a gas pedal that when you press the gas pedal, it toots the horn at the same time. It goes wee. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the whole time. It's just like an annoying ride. And maybe it does that, like you know, that like like that's yes. the horn that's going like non fucking stop. And every now and then, it sounds like. Do you know who we like, are? Just, the American people. Yeah are stuck between the dumb and dumber guys ah! who are just like, do you want to hear the most obnoxious sound of the world? <laughs> and the guy's like, no, not really. Like, I'm good. That's, that's what we are right now. <laughs> or like when they're singing mockingbirds, like Mac. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's what, that's Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor green. Yeah. Oh my God. And the rest of us are just stuck there. Going, like, wondering what life decisions led us down this path of just, like, insanity. 
oh, I just want, like, I want out of the car. Can you just let me out? And they're like, right. No, like I'll, I'll jump from it while it's moving. Can you please just like right. scoot, right. scooch? Could you scooch a little so Let's that get, I can just get the right over <laughs> so I can tuck and roll right out of this motherfucker. <sighs> I hate it. It's you so have any awful. thoughts on all the strikes that have popped up lately? I mean, can I be honest with you? Like, you mean like the writer strike and the the actor the strike, or strike. more strikes since it? Like, I'm happy that unions exist, and I think it's important and necessary for unions to strike when working conditions are bad and when pay is awful. I think it's it's good, and I'm happy that they're doing it because. You know what? That's the whole point of a union. The whole reason that you put the money in, that you pay your dues, that you have access to it. I think it's very important. So I'm glad that they're actually doing what they need to be doing for more pay and better working conditions. And I wish that, and it's it's funny to me because politically, you know, you have people that are like, oh, that's awful, blah, blah, blah. And like, and then I think too, like politically, when we think about like, people that don't like unions that makes a lot of sense that's that the party that doesn't like unions because they don't want to pay people more and they don't want better working conditions and they don't give a shit about the workers so i think that it's good that you that you belong to a union and they're not doing what they're supposed to like if you're not getting what you're supposed to be getting i think that it's good that they fucking strike because like well there's like a direct the correlation the between like the demise of the middle class in this country and the demise of unions and the less people that join unions, the less power the middle class has. Right. So mm -hmm. I, I think it's a positive thing to see all of these organizations, not just striking at this point, but forming unions in institutions that didn't previously have them. Like Walmart, we're talking about a company that clears at least $8 billion in sheer profit a year. And mm -hmm. they are also the largest drain on welfare in this country when it comes to their workforce they intentionally pay their workers and I, i'm not talking about executives at walmart or corporate walmart i'm talking about your greeters your cashiers the people who actually mm -hmm. work like in the walmart stores are intentionally kept at a level that they can receive government assistance for medical and for food stamps so because walmart intentionally does this they they are something like i think it's like a six i i don't want to make it up it, it's it's an extraordinary amount of money drain on the actual government and our welfare yeah. programs and they do it intentionally right. and so when they tell people who are on welfare go get a job a lot of them have a job a lot of them right. are working like mm -hmm. the, that's that's not what the issue is the issue is we don't pay enough money in this country for people to live that's mm -hmm. it that's yeah. it. We yeah, um absolutely Kaiser out here is our biggest healthcare provider in California. They're also our largest employer. Um I, I think it was something like 35 percent of people that live in California work for Kaiser in some capacity, like oh, some wow. way, shape, Holy shape or form. They're they're a huge, yeah. huge force in California. And they just went on a three-day strike. Not the doctors and nurses, but the phlebotomists, the laboratory workers, the um like the the people kind of behind the scenes of the frontline medical workers of like doctors and nurses and they did it they did a three-day strike because they were trying to prove a point and um 
you know, it was kind of disappointing to see the executives met with them and they kind of like led them astray to push them off of striking. And then when they didn't get their, their ask met, they, you know, they said, okay, we're going to do a three day strike. And so that ends on, on Sunday. And while I completely agree with the reasons they're, they're doing it 100%, I fully, fully support unionizing in that way. It puts a real hardship on people because they can't get their medications. They can't get, you know, they Mm -hmm. can't get their blood drawns. Like they can't do all these things. So we have to, I guess my point was we have to also be willing to make sacrifices for those kinds of instances though. And luckily they did. It's not like it's a writer strike or an automotive strike. Like they said three days, we're going to strike for three days and then we'll come back and try talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't just go on and on and on for, you know, weeks. Well, and and I don't know if there's some stipulations in their union contract that they can't strike more than three days at a time. Like I don't, I I doubt they're just doing it out of the goodness of their hearts because I think the point would be driven home a lot more if they were able to strike longer, but luckily Mm -hmm. it's limited to three days. So people can't get their medications and everything, but I think it proves a good point of how reliant we are on every cog in the wheel. Like we talk about nurses Mm -hmm. and doctors a lot, but those nurses and doctors can't do their job without pharmaceutical techs and lobotomists and like all of these people that get these results for doctors and nurses. Right. Exactly. I agree. I agree. I mean, like the writer's strike, that doesn't really affect, I mean, it affects Americans. It affects people because obviously TV shows, the late night shows, yada, yada, yada. But like, you don't get to see the, like, it doesn't, it doesn't kill us to not have those things. Right. But like when medical professionals like are able to strike and they do, you really see it. Or like when a teacher, when a teacher's union strikes or something like that, like you really, yeah, you really see like the impact of a strike. And like, I agree with you. Like we all have to like put our patient's cap on. If we really want unions to exist, we need to be ready to deal with the consequences if they do strike. But then in the same breath, it's like, motherfuckers, pay your employees more. Give them better working, in, you know, environments. And then these guys wouldn't be so upset about it. Like, well, you know, what like when teachers me about strikes, strikes. Go ahead. Sorry. I, mean, no, I was just going to say, when, a te- when, when teachers strike, it's not because they don't like teaching. It's because they totally. like teaching. They just want to be paid more. Totally. They want better, you know, better. And they deserve it. Time, they fucking time. deserve right? it. They 100% deserve it. They want to be able to not have to pay for all of their supplies out of their own fucking pocket and not get reimbursed. Like, totally. that's normal fucking shit that they want. Sorry, you can go what, now. What makes me the most mad about... No, don't... I tried cutting you up. Listen to two Pisces. Try to... I know. No, I'm <laughs> no, sorry. No, no I'm like, sorry. I, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I you off. <laughs> but it, it pisses me off the when it has to get to a strike because these fucking executives know you're gonna end up having to cave to the workers and give them what they want whether right. or not you make them wait right. fucking five weeks or three days or whatever it is your business doesn't exist without them so why put everyone through it? and i get it it's supposed to be like corporate warfare where because they don't get paid during the strike and you're trying to put the pinch on them. So they're willing to accept less and like, but is that really how you want to operate? And I'm listen, maybe that's right. why I'm not a CEO of anything because you'd be like, listen, let's not strike. <laughs> well, I, mean, I mean, to me, the sign of a, a high functioning, fair and just CEO would be that your employees never get to the striking point because right. when they Absolutely. have a concern, it's met and you deal with it. So the, where I work, um, we're one of a lot of municipalities are in a union. Um, my agency is not, it's not a union. There's no union there, yeah. but 
in good faith negotiations every few years, the city manager and the city council sits down with the rest of staff and they send out a survey of things they would like to see improved, you know, blah, 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 blah. And um, they make adjustments. They raise like medical fees or whatever it is, or like this time they're contributing more to our 401ks. Like we got, we had like a civic day where you could like go volunteer for eight hours. And that counted as like, you could take it as like a floating holiday. And now they've just adjusted to a floating holiday because some people break it up. They go like volunteer in their kid's class for two hours or whatever it is. Yeah. But they don't have to do that because we're not a union, but in good faith to make sure they're keeping their employees happy so they don't lose talent. They sit down every few years and say, okay, where are we, where are we falling short? What can we do to make your lives better? Like let's meet in the middle somewhere. And there's give and take, like we don't get, the employees don't get everything they're asking for, but we get we Um, get a a portion and we're asked to, they tell us, you know, can you prioritize these things for us so that we can come back? So then, you know, mm -hmm. a survey goes out and the employees prioritize it and that goes back to city council and stuff. I'm just like, if you don't want to keep having brain drain in your organization and you don't want to lose good people and you want to stay competitive and you want to be a place where people actually want to work, why not meet with the people that make your job function? Right. Imagine that. I, I fundamentally as a person don't understand it. Everyone just wants a fair either. shot. I mean, we're all grownups. We all understand intellectually. We're not going to get everything we ask for. Right. Right. Like no, no worker Please. walks into a strike being like, if every single one of our demands isn't met, we'll never work here again. Like they get, right. They're asking for more because they're expecting someone to be taken away. Right. It just, it's just interesting to me how greedy some of these CEOs and things are though like when when the writer's strike first started happening and it was going I think it went on for like I don't know a week two like weeks whatever 54 no it went on for like six but, weeks. Uh, no no but I'm saying like when it had gone on for that mm-hmm, long mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they were saying like we don't care we want them to lose their health care we want them like that was leaked that they said all that and I was like what the fuck is wrong with these people like you're so fucking greedy it's just, it's, it's so, it's sad, it's sad and it's scary, really, when you think about it, that some people are so fucking greedy that they don't care that people lose their health care. They don't care if they can't pay their rent. They don't care about these things because they're, they don't want to give people a, a decent living wage and they don't want to protect them from fucking AI. And, you know, like that's just, it's, just, it's well, just there's, incredible. There's a me. certain amount, I think it's something like 60 or 65% of CEOs or like heads of companies that would be considered sociopaths or psychopaths. And I think they're very much a personality. And I'm not talking about the dangerous kind, like the mass murdering kind. I'm talking about the kind that can shut up, shut off empathy, emotions, sympathy. Like they don't feel anything about it. And they just make business decisions based on money. They don't care. They don't, they have no like, oh, what about- I would argue it's bad for business to not have happy employees also. They're right. more likely to call out. You spend more time training. You spend more time replacing. You spend more time. People are going to max out. Like they're going to take all of their vacation, all of their sick days. They're going to do all that. How does that not affect your bottom line? Mm-hmm. Especially when you're talking about like the creatives, like you're talking about writers and artists and like, right. if they're not happy, like they're I can't even leave. fathom how much money a show like Game of Thrones, The Office, Parks and Recreation, Friends has made these networks and executives over time. Mm-hmm. If you didn't have as talented of people working on those 
entities as you do, your profit margin would, would feel it. So mm-hmm. wouldn't you right. want to keep them happy? happy? You think. I don't know, man. But they don't care. That's just it. Like, you're right. Like, they're, they have that, like, non-emotional, like, they don't, they don't even think, like, oh, they're not happy. That's why they're not working hard. Or that's why they're, that, or whatever the case may be. You know like, why? They're not, because they're, there's they far too many businesses run by men. Ugh. Fucking preach, man. 100%. You know who fucking cares? Women care. Oh, my God. Did you see that viral TikTok going around? Um, let's see how in sync our fucking algorithms really are. Well, about... don't forget, I haven't really been on TikTok. Oh, oh yeah, because you've been avoiding Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the plague. So oh, there's God. this TikTok going around about a guy saying that stage of a relationship where the irritation with your girlfriend turns to hate. And it's something like that, something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing because I can't remember it exactly right now. And first of all, that's, what do you mean the stage of your relationship where you hate your girlfriend? That's wild. And the men commenting on it, we're talking, we're saying things like, yeah, where you start pissing her off, hoping she'll just break up with you. Or when you're trying to ghost her and she's just texting you with like, please talk to me. What's going on? Why are you ignoring me? Um, so annoying, like stuff like it. I, I'm sometimes like, listen, I get it. Like, I understand on the peripheral, like the men and women are like complicated and stuff, but as a lesbian, I don't have to interact with it too often, but I forget sometimes how much men and I'm making a generalization here. Don't fucking come at me. How much men hate women. Like they just right. hate us. They hate the women yes. they're with. They hate their mothers. They fucking hate women. They use them for sex and reproduction, and that's it. Yeah, that's it scary. Wild the shit men on this on these threads were saying, like oh. wild. I hope that shows up so on my TikTok now. No, uh, but it could. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I was on TikTok for two minutes today, mm-hmm. and it was only because you said that. <laughs> Well, oh, but she didn't go to his birthday. I was like, oh, I'm not in the clear. I'm not in the clear yet. Although on my my Twitter, which I will never call it X, so fuck you, Elon. Um, Twitter, the very first like tweet that came up, like Taylor Swift related, was like Gaylor updates. <laughs> and it's like, I was like, yeah. I will say this though, in defense of Travis Kelsey, for a second, just a second, because I share a lot of the sentiments you share he was just interviewed yesterday because um apparently he thinks the nfl is like over overexposing taylor at this point and like trying to make money off of her and it's kind of pissing him off he did say being with like it, the life he's experiencing right now is he, better he's on top of the world is better than winning the super bowl Yeah, if I'm sure it is. I'm sure it fucking is, Travis. Ah, I know. <laughs> like, really? I'm gonna oh. give you I'm gonna give you two minutes to go off about your Trevor Taylor hate. Fuck that guy. First of all, <laughs> my favorite quote from you though is when I was like you were like, So what don't you like about? I'm like, I just don't like when men and you're like, you could just end it right there. <laughs> 
I was like, yeah, honestly. Oh my God. Literally, CNN, Travis Kelsey's mom. Da, 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 da. Come on. It just came across my computer. Okay. Here's what I'm, that irritated me when he was like, oh, I think the NFL is, motherfucker, you're the baby that fucking decided to cry for however many times. Don't, I mean, someone was like, he only ever said it once. Um, Okay, so he said it once, but it got played a thousand fucking times. He said it on his podcast. He said it on a fucking interview. This man went on and on about how Taylor Swift didn't take his friendship bracelet with his phone number on it. And now that she's actually responding, he's surprised at the amount of fucking uh, publicity that the NFL is getting now. Like, are you fucking dumb? Like, what did you think was gonna happen? You're the motherfucker that wanted it. So sit the fuck down. This is making a lot of money for the NFL, but it's also, you know what? People are fucking thrilled to see Taylor at an NFL game. I am not one of them. I'm not one of them that wants to see her with Travis. Fucking meet Why don't you Kelsey. explain why I, you don't want to see her with Travis? Uh, like when I said, boy, because I want to, because I, because I want to see her with a girl, that part, or. Is that really why? I told you. No. No. I thought that's what you were. Th- oh, no, when no, I said no. earlier. Like I'm saying, all the other people we've talked to, like Stacy, Julie, all of them are, are all for this. So I'm saying, why don't you explain right. why you don't want them together? So my, my problem when we were talking the other day and I said, I just don't like when men, but like my rest of my sentence is I'm not a fan of men who don't take no for an answer or that keep going and going and going and going and going and going until they get what they want. Do I think with a woman, I don't mind if they're so driven that they get what they want, you know, professionally, blah, blah, blah. But sometimes it comes off as very creepy to me. And because it's Taylor Swift, it was almost impossible for her to not eventually hear what he was saying. And then like, it's just, I felt like it was like, there was this, all this, like, it's not happening. It's not happening. It's not happening. And that kept coming up and coming up. And then there was, and I just feel like he continued to push that agenda until he got what he wanted, which creeps me out. I just don't like that when men do that. And now had it happened organically and that would have been fine with me, but I just don't, I feel like he's just a creepy guy and I'm just not a fan. And I, it has nothing to do with football because I don't watch football like that. I just think he's kind of a creepy guy and mm-hmm. I can't stand his porn stash now. Like he should have kept the beard yeah, for obvious reasons. So I just have a real problem with that. When, when, I, when hear men do that. I, I hear you. I hear you. I think that's a very neat reaction um, because I, a lot of, women that I have heard are like, oh, I would find that attractive. But I don't right. know how much of that is society programming women. It starts at like such a young age, like when a kid, when a little boy kicks you in like kindergarten, they're like, oh, he just likes you. Right. Like, like oh, he pushes cool. you down. So I don't, I don't know. I'm not an expert in straight women. Like, I don't know what it is. Um, I don't, the only thing I, the only thing I care about, and we've talked about it on here before, um, but she seems genuinely happy. She's getting like the, I I do love watching men's heads implode over this. Like that's right. my favorite thing. I love watching the Republicans implode over this. I'm a big fan of that. Like she has dated much worse. So I'm right. trying well, to I just be like, whatever. Saying, like, 
if she's happy, I'm happy for her. And that part I do agree with. I'm happy that she's happy. And if she really is truly happy, great. Like I'm so, I'm so, I'm proud to see her stretching, like broadening her, her horizons. Right. Like that's great. Like it's not the same, you know, twink guy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's, it's, it's nice. Right. Like that's good. I just, he creeps me out. Yeah. I, I just have a really hard time with that. So that's I where I'm like, his brother. See, like, and I just don't, I don't, and I don't want to listen to their podcast and I just, whatever. But I like, if I were to pick one, I would have picked his brother too. Cause I think his yeah. brother is like big burly guy and he's just real like, wow, with his big beard. He's and like he a just real like sweet he, husband and a real sweet dad. And yeah, honestly, like I feel like, you know what? Honestly, it's probably overlay from it. I'm a big fan of his brother's wife. So it's like, okay. she's very like, down to earth and very like, I said it on here last week, so I'll say it again, but she was very, when they were recording her, she's like, I'm not paying $4,000 for a three-year-old to go to the Super Bowl. That's insane. Like, yeah. I just, I very much, I like her a lot. So in turn, yeah. I'm a big, and the way he, the way Jason, his brother talks about her, it is very sweet. Cause you can tell he's a guy that doesn't have like a ton of them. He doesn't show a ton of emotions. I'm sure he has them, but he's not forthcoming with them. And he said on his podcast, like when I saw her, it was like the world stopped and like an angel like lit up in front of like it was just very. He talked about her with such reverence that it was very sweet. I'm and then when he hugged his mom and said, "I'm okay, go celebrate with Trav," like he had just lost the Super Bowl and he was telling his mom, "Like don't worry about those things." To me, are very endearing like I thought it was very sweet I'm a big fan of his brother instead of you know Travis being like I was already on top of the world and now I'm even more on top of the world (laughs) fuck you you you, his brother actually saved him Travis was about to get kicked off of his college football team for testing positive for marijuana and his brother not that there's anything wrong with marijuana i'm just saying <laughs> but his brother went in and defended him and actually got him back on the squad so travis kelsey wouldn't even be travis kelsey without jason kelsey so another reason i to be fair and this i am a fan of the i am a fan of the kelsey brothers because i'm a football fan i have been a fan right. of the kelsey brothers so you've always been a fan of them well i've right. always been a fan of jason i never really cared about travis either way not bad or good like i like jason always but yeah. yeah, I mean, whatever. What are you obsessed with this week? See, this is where, like, I'm like, I don't, I'm not a football fan. So, like, maybe right. if I were a fan, like, maybe I'd be a little bit more like, oh, it's really cool to see her at the NFL. Like, that's really awesome. Like, but I just. Oh, I 100% think like, the NFL is using her. 100%. Like, 100%. Yeah. But of course, like, how would that not have happened? Mm-hmm. Like, you. I mean, like, if all of a sudden Taylor Swift was like, I drink milk all day long, the milk producers of America 100%. would be going nuts. Absolutely. You know, recording her drinking milk at a restaurant, right? Yeah. Like, it's like, I don't even blame the NFL for using it. Like, it's right. She's a walking billboard for money. Like, right. whatever she does, she showed up she to goes. that game in full Chiefs gear. She mm-hmm. knew she'd be on camera, like, the end. Like, mm-hmm. she's not dumb. She's a very smart person. Like, sure. obviously, PR marketing wise, she knows exactly what she's fucking doing. So like she went, she hung out with his mom. The next game, she's with her crowd, right? Like with her squad. Like she's not stupid. But also, 
like, of course, Travis, of course, like you're not dating, you know, Jill from down the street. You're j- yeah. you're trying to date Taylor fucking Swift. Taylor fucking Swift. Right? Like, don't be a dunce. Yeah, dunce. Oh, I can't stand his meatheadedness. Anyway, what am I obsessed with? Yeah. <laughs> um. So, <laughs> so, uh, so I obviously I got to uh, perform the ceremony for Katie and Matt for their wedding. I'm gonna talk about it, and then I'm done talking about it for the rest of my life. Um, you I did talk about it last beautiful. week. I wasn't on last week or the week before, but I hadn't done it yet. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Right. So I, the, everything went off flawlessly. It was perfect. My, uh, what is it called? Is it a speech? Is it a ceremony? What is it called? What Your, do you call it? Wait. Like what, someone told me it was called a script. Oh, when you, when you I, married them. Yes. When I married them. Um, I, I wrote like something, obviously I did like a reading. I, I made it sure it was very wonderful. I'm not saying it was about me, okay? But, but the amount of com- the amount of compliments I got on this, and I've been asked to marry like three other couples now. Good like, for you. I'm gonna Make have money, to go girl. into right, like, but like it was just I felt like I I told Katie I was like I know like you're the center of attention, but I feel like I'm second. Like <laughs> fuck Matt, I'm second. She's laughing at me. She's like honestly though, but it was just it was just lovely and like you've you've all heard me talk about Katie like she's literally I know she's my stepdaughter but like she's one of my very best friends and like being able to be there it was such an honor to to marry them to you know have them turn around and present them like it was just really wonderful and I was not aware at how much it would move me like I cried a little bit like it was it was just really amazing and the reception was lovely and just like love I just was so excited about love like just to see this this love story and the continuation of it like I've been there since the beginning when they first went to homecoming together like so it's just really cool to see it like how it's going so that's pretty much what I've been obsessed with and I'm so excited that I will never be obsessed with it again (laughs) 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 um let's see uh I will be out of town next week I'm visiting my father in North Carolina and then my mom in Arkansas. So we will be recording next week. But besides that, I was obsessed this week with home for the holidays. Aaron's book that's coming out in a few months. It was so good. Um, it's all of the very, very best things about Aaron. Um, so the characters are funny. They're very endearing. I think it's very much in line. Once again, this is a really good combination of like chiclet and lesbian romance so it was it's very good it wasn't overly angsty I'm not a fan of angst like I don't like I don't like unnecessary angst like I don't I'm not here for it don't put it in just to put it in because you're an angsty writer like whatever I will also say I think this is the most emotionally mature book you've ever written your growth is like a person really showed in here normally when you write you can definitely tell what you're personally struggling with and like you fight some of your own demons. You're right. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not hating on you for that. I think that's no, but why you're people, not wrong. <laughs> but I think that's why people identify with it so much too, right? So if you're a fan of it that way, you can also see how much you've like grown. There's a lot of like 
insightfulness and tenderness and kindness in it. And it's very funny. So um, I think it's going to do really well. You You should be really proud of yourself. It's a great book. So excited. Thank you so much, Jackie. I love you. Thank you for reading it. And like, just always being there for me with this writing stuff. I mean, you're, you're my, I like, I, I fucking wrote you that poem. You're like my soulmate. <laughs> you seriously just know me. And I just, every time I see any sort of meme or anything that's like, you know, sometimes like the best friends are always the ones that like lift you up and tell you how amazing you are and they never knock you down. And that's seriously. And I knock you down so sometimes. Cheap. But only like to be funny <laughs> and to like keep me grounded. You don't you don't yank the ladder from me. Oh no, no, you're no, not no. a you're not a ladder puller. I tell you, you're but a dummy sometimes you. though when you need to hear it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I'm. Or not you. a dummy. That's that you're also, being a dummy. Knock it off. Oh. Oh. But it's very very yeah. good. Um, if you're you. a fan of Aaron's, you were gonna you're gonna really enjoy this book. What I what I really liked about it versus others that you've written and I like all your books but this one the person wasn't overcoming some insurmountable like demon it was a very (laughs) like that you're just like Jesus Christ do we have to work everything out through this but it was very (laughs) like relatable and funny and it's um I'm telling you it shows how much you've grown as a person so thank you I think people are gonna really enjoy it Thank you. I hope so. I'm so excited for it to come out. So that's it for us this week. Um, have the best weekend available to you and the best week. And we will uh, catch you in two weeks. Bye. Y'all. Bye. Fierce Fan Media.